0: You up, breakthrough. Lord,
1: amen. We're glad to be in the house of God, those that are in house those that are on live feed thank you so much for being here Uh, we do have uh, many prayer requests we've got some that are sick we've got some that are uh, not able to be not able to be here due to being on the road things of that nature Uh, so we want to continue to be holding them up to god in prayer i want to make mention uh, there's some uh, because i've had some to ask there's some shirts out on the table straight out in the foyer yeah, if you want one of those, it's a donation to whatever group has those. So the Ignite shirts, just put a donation to Ignite. As a Rise Up shirts, just put a donation to Rise Up. All the CV shirts is a donation to the building fund. That's what keeps the things rolling. Anything tears up, that's where we pull that money from for that. Uh, a lot of excitement going on around the church, so... Uh, wonderful things are happening we've got uh, we've mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago about our nursery we're gonna have to be moved upstairs and so there's a lot of work being done on that room uh, and as when it's completed we'll have some pictures and we'll show everybody uh, what it looks like and we're gonna look at the progression of that the progress has been made uh, they're making pictures as they're going and it looks great up to this point i can't wait to see the finished product and it's uh I'm excited about what God's doing. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. You might have a prayer request if you're in-house. Let it be known by lifting your hand. Those that are on live feed, if you've got a prayer request, text it to the number on the bottom of the screen, or you can call that number and uh, leave us a message, and we'll be glad to be partnering with you in a time of prayer. Let's all stand this morning go, God, go to God in prayer. I want you to know whenever you offer a need and a prayer request to God, not praying for you, we're praying with you. And I believe in corporate prayer where we need to come together and we join one another in a time of prayer over our church body, over the family connected with this church. We've got sickness connected, and I'm going to be honest with you, church, some said I was a little, uh, that the devotional from Wednesday night said that some thought that it come across as I was a little upset. If that's the way it come across, guess what? I am upset. I'm upset that the devil thinks that he can walk back into God's territory, into God's house, and thinks that he's gonna do things, thinks he's gonna tear things up, thinks he's gonna bring bad attitude, thinks he's gonna bring depression, thinks he's going to bring anxiety, thinks he's going to bring sickness and disease back to the God's people. I'm going to tell you something. If that makes you, if you think that I'm upset about that, guess what? I'm upset about that. And you know what I'm going to do something I'm going to join with our church family and we're going to get a hold of the mighty name of Jesus Christ the name above all things the name that every at the very mention of Jesus' name every demonic spirit out of the pits of hell has to bow down why because they they know there's power in the name of Jesus amen So as we join together in prayer, I'm gonna tell you something. I am mad that the devil thinks he can come in, but I'm glad because the devil cannot cross the bloodline. Amen? Let's join together in prayer today. Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, I wanna thank you. Thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to come to worship and praise you Father I pray right now that you'll move in a mighty way open the windows of heaven anointing and a blessing upon this service Father I take back everything the devil thinks that he's coming in to steal Father all the devil does is come to steal, kill and destroy but Jesus you have come to give us life and give it more abundantly God today you heard the request You see the needs. We lay them all down at the foot of the cross and ask you to move in a mighty way today. God, I pray over this service. I pray over those that are joining us on live feed. I ask you to move in a mighty way today. Father, it's all these things that we ask. In Jesus' precious, holy, and righteous name we pray. And all of God's children said amen and amen. Would you give God clap of praise and let's worship
0: today. Amen. Yes, amen. Let's worship him in song this morning.
1: down on that potter's wheel for him to change you to mold you and to make you into what he wants for your life but we have to be willing we have to be open we have to accept it in order for him to do what he wants in your life
0: Lord God Jesus can we sing that Change My Heart Again Change My Heart Oh God Make it to what you want Make it
1: Spirit, change us for your will. Amen. Thank you, God. Glory be to God. Amen. Would you give God a great hand clap of praise? Amen. Change our heart today. Help us to be more like you. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. What a wonderful service we had last Sunday. A great and powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God. And we... It's a great and wonderful feeling to be in the presence of God. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Again, we greatly appreciate you being here with us today. Amen. Over the course of this last week, I've had many many questions, many asks, questions concerning the Holy Spirit of God. Last month, I've had more questions about the Holy Spirit than I have had in several, several years. And I think that this is a wonderful a curiosity in questioning and asking God to open His Word and give us more of an insight into His Word. Amen? We need to have that. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you will, turn with us to the book of Jude. Not chapter 4, not chapter 3, but chapter 1. About three people got that. There's only one chapter there, okay? As you're turning there, we, uh, for those that are on live feed, if, they're able, if some are able will still be there, uh, we are having internet issues. Everybody say yay. They did work on our internet here at the church on Friday, and they said if there's any more problems, call us and we'll send somebody out. Guess what I'm doing tomorrow? Guess what's going to happen next? Somebody's going to come out. With Andy, are you sure? Oh yeah, I'm sure. But we're going to continue to work on that. So those that are joining us on live feed, I am sorry that there's issues. But that's, that's just part of technology. Amen? Amen. Over the last several months, or several weeks rather, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit of God. We've been talking about Pentecostalism. We've been talking about the blessings of the Spirit of God. Amen? And we want to start looking more in depth. And so over the next couple of Sunday mornings, we're going to be talking about the thought process of how can we keep the blessings of God? How can we keep the blessings that was given on the day of Pentecost? How do we keep the blessings that God is pouring into our lives. The simple answer is one thing. Of course, it's going to take us two weeks to really look at that and dig into that. But there's a simple answer. And the simple answer is simply this. Get out of the cursings that God has told us to get out of. Amen? All throughout Scripture, there are upwards to almost 400 blessings that God has pronounced over the children of God found in the Word of God. Amen? There are about 400 blessings, if not more, that God has pronounced onto our lives. So the question that comes up, how do I get, and then how do I keep the blessing God gives us? One of the biggest blessings that everybody wants to make sure that they keep is the blessing on our finances. Does anybody not want a blessing on your finances? Would you ra- Not, would you raise your hand? Yeah, uh, okay. Everybody wants a blessing on our finances, right? And so we're going to bring that in over the next several weeks about the blessings that when we want those, what do we need to do? If I want God to touch, I've got to do something. You want a paycheck at work, what do you do? you got to do something. If you sit and you do nothing and you twiddle your thumbs, are you still going to get a paycheck? No. Why? Because some are shaking their head yes. Your particular job may allow that at times. But there's also times that on those particular jobs that you're sitting there waiting on something to tear up, guess what? When that happens, you got to get up and do something, right? We've got to do something in order to receive. But it seems like that when it comes to God, we're all the time, give me, give me, give me. I don't want to give nothing back. God is not a genie in a bottle. Hello? God is wanting us as His children to do something to receive the blessings. So we're going to talk about those for just the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about how do we keep them. And then we're going to start moving into, I want a financial blessing, how do I receive it? I want a physical blessing, how do I receive that? I want the other blessings, how do I receive those? And we'll talk about several of those. Or Andy, what does this all have to do with Pentecostalism? I'm going to tell you something. All the blessings of God are yes and amen. But i got to know how to receive. And I need the Holy Spirit directing my life and using me and changing my life and going the direction that God wants us to go in. Amen? So let's take a look. Jude. Verse 21 through verse 24, reading straight through. It says, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Have no mercy on those... Read that one one more time. Have mercy on those who doubt. Wait a minute, go back to that verse. I want to show you something. You know, I just told her the other day. I said, "You, you got to keep. You got to go go faster." I wanted to. I wanted to. I want to go back to this verse one more time. There are folks that doubt God. There are folks that doubt the Holy Spirit of God. There are folks that doubt that God is working today like He's been working. I'm going to tell you something. We need to have mercy. This does not mean that I'm high minded. This does not mean that I'm a holier than thou. But what this means is we've got to have mercy and show them that God is still on the throne. Amen? We've got to show that God is still God. God's to show His love, His grace. And we need to show the mercy of God. Amen? Go on to verse 23. Save others. There was a teenager... Well, several years ago, she was a teenager. She's not anymore. I taught on a lesson, and and I said something about bid folks to come to the house of God. She approached me after church. I won't tell you who she is, but she's sitting on that side of the sanctuary towards the back. She's looking down right now. (laughs) But what she said when I preached on that about bidding folks, how that it doesn't mean... Oh, putty, putty, please, would you come to church with me? No, it means going and grabbing them by the hand and pulling them to church. She'd come to me after church. She said, does that mean I get to kidnap folks and bring them to church? I said, sure. (laughs) But church, on a serious note, look at what the verse says in 23. It says, we need to help in the process of salvation by snatching folks out of fire. Does this mean that I'm going to stand over hell and pull it? No, this is a spiritual sense. If I'm not witnessing, then that person that God has opened an opportunity for me to witness to, that could be their last chance to hear about Christ. I need to use those opportunities to snatch people out of fire. I need to kidnap them from hell. Okay? Okay? To others, show the mercy with fear, hating even the garments stained by the flesh. Now to Him who is able, now unto Him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory with great joy. Would you bow heads and pray with us? Dear Heavenly Father, so we come to you again this morning. Father, I want to thank you for your word. I thank you for the blessings that you've given us and this opportunity to come and to worship you. Father, over the next few moments as we bring forth your word, I pray that you'll continuously hide us behind the cross of Calvary, that those looking would see your Son being high and lifted up, that all would be drawn unto you. Father, now I curse every hindrance that would come against this service, Father, I pray that you'll move in a mighty way. And God, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can one who receives the full blessings of Pentecost, the full blessings of the Holy Spirit of God, the blessings that God has given to us in our lives, once we receive that, can we lose it? The answer is yes. But the answer is also no. How confusing is that? The answer is yes. Undoubtedly, you can lose it. I can lose my keys. Why? Because I didn't put them where they were supposed to go. I didn't place them where they're always at. I did something different with them. Well, when you go places that the Holy Spirit of God does not want to go, He ain't going there. Hello? Now, if y'all don't help me and y'all don't say amen and praise the Lord and hallelujah, I'll preach longer. I've had some that says that they'll preach longer if you do amen and hallelujah. i preach longer if you don't because I want to make sure you get it. So y'all got to talk to me. But the thing about it is, I can lose that that God's given. Why? Because I don't treat Him properly. I don't go where God has told me I can go. I go places that I know that I should not go. Hello? If God's not welcome there, then why are you going there? Hello? But the thing about it is, is can I lose... The blessings of Pentecost, the blessings of the Holy Spirit, the answer is also no. This blessing is entrusted to us in a way that it must be utilized in our life. Only by that does one become secure and win successfully with God. So, if I'm utilizing the things that God has given to me and I'm utilizing the Holy Spirit properly in my life, then no, I'm not going to lose Him. But if I go places I don't need to go, I watch things I do not need to watch, I listen to things that I do not need to listen to. Is everybody with me? What I need to understand God's not going to go where He's not welcomed. Is He welcomed in all places? No, He is not. Many, many will say, or let me, let me back up, many have the actions of, if I am going through a bad time, then I have got to be in the house of God, because I want God to help in those bad times. But the moment things get great, Hello? but then there's those that only in the good times am I going to be in the house of God because only in the good times that's what I like I like the good times I like the great times I like, when the, I like when things feel wonderful but the moment they don't I'm out the back door look God's in your life in the good and the bad why don't you allow Him to be in your life in the good and the bad come on now there's been many a times that I've sat down and I've talked and I've prayed and I've sought God for people's, the things that's going on in their lives, the circumstances, the trials. And once God irons all those things out. How many has ever ironed clothes? Get your big old ironing board out there. There ain't nothing like ironing it unless you iron in, in, a, in an area where you don't have an ironing board. Venezuela was ironing our clothes on the kitchen counter sometimes, or the kitchen table. You gotta make sure there ain't no ketchup on it before you throw the clothes on there too. By the way, many a times that I ironed it straight on the floor. Boy, that was fun. But but you're getting there, and you iron, you start ironing your clothes. At that point, I'm going to say, "Praise God for a, for a dryer." Hallelujah! Somebody asked me, "Why does all my shirts always look wrinkle-free?" It looks. I guess Sister Carrie irons your shirts all the time. No, she buys wrinkle-free clothes. Hallelujah! Throw so that thing in the dryer. It comes out and it's all nice. And this is exactly right. Oh, don't tell everybody our secrets. Y'all don't tell anybody I said that. Okay. But if you ever get out there and you're starting to iron something, you lay it out on the ironing board and there's a lot of wrinkles into it. And you put that steam. I like that steam. I'll hit that, th- hit that button about four or five times and go over that. that those wrinkles just start to, they start to fade away. Let me tell you something. The rough patches, God is wanting to put a little bit of steam on it to, ru- to move those out of your life. But you've got to allow Him. I've seen God time and time again move those rough patches, those wrinkles out of folks' lives and everything looks all pressed and looks pretty. And that's the very moment that they don't show back up to church. And then a few weeks goes by and they're wondering why. Why is my clothes so wrinkled? My spiritual clothes. Church, You want to keep the blessings of God. you got to keep allowing God to get that spiritual iron a hold of it. Amen? You want to keep the blessings of God. You've got to allow God to continue to work in your life. Just as Christ was baptized with the Holy Spirit, and it had to be perfected by obedience. Everybody say obedience. Oh, come on. I heard more off the live feed than I did in here. Everybody say obedience. I thank you. What we must understand is God is searching for folks that are being obedient to Him. You have a lot of, I'm gonna say something that's gonna really make people think that I'm being a heretic. You've got a lot of folks that all they know is religious. Did y'all hear me say religious? Religious, just because it's religious, don't mean it's spiritual. Come on now. You got a lot of folks that they know religious customs and traditions and they're going to be obedient to them. That does not make you obedient to God. Hello? What we must understand is God is not looking for a bunch of robots to follow protocol or this or that. But God is looking for folks that's going to be obedient to the move of the Spirit the move of His Spirit. So a Christian who is obedient and submission to the leading of the Spirit of God, we have received the blessings of Pentecost and we are here to see, God is here to see that we safely secure that and entrust our lives unto Him. There are many... We've all been here. Promise you. We'll sit down and there'll be a problem or there'll be a circumstance or there'll be something that comes up in our lives. And what's the first thing we do? We try to fix it. Our. Come on now. For live feed, I want you to understand everybody in the room shook their head yes. We try to fix it. Ourselves, we don't follow the instructions. We don't follow the manual. Y'all, I have gotten doll houses that I had to put together. Dads, those are fun. There was one night... I'd been working on one of those, been working for a couple of hours, and I said, when we bought this thing, was there a charge to have put this together? Like $10? I would have paid it! Because sometimes there's about, there's about 4,000 of them many minute parts. I put something together the other day, and I thought, man, I got a couple extra parts. And I won't tell you who D. Owen is, but he said, if I ain't an extra parts then you didn't put it together right. Y'all don't tell D. Owen I said (laughs) that. But that's what we try to do in our lives is we try to do the same thing. But guess what? There's a lot of moving parts in our lives and what we need to do. I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit is a professional at putting my life back together. Come on. And I'm so, bl- gl- so glad that He's a professional in keeping my life put together. When we inquire how to keep the blessings of God, Scripture points us to the fact that in our keeping of the concepts and in trusting what God has told us, then God is going to allow us to keep the blessings that He's poured out in our lives. Paul places two ideas alongside one another in 2 Timothy. One idea is he is able to keep my deposit. And another is that good thing which was committed unto thee, guard through the Holy Spirit which dwelleth in you. Let me tell you something. You have been given and entrusted with a very precious commodity, your soul. I've heard it many a times when a baby is born. I've heard, and I've even said it during baby dedications. I've heard parents say this. God entrusted me to care for this little child. Let me tell you something. That little child grows up. That little child goes from that little sweet little baby to one that is just jumping up and down and screaming to the top of their lungs. Has anybody ever heard such? They naked. They named those the terrible twos. They don't go away. They stay and they're still the terrible fifteens. And they keep moving on. And there's coming a day that that child moves out of your home. And that child has stepped out, whether it be right next door or it be in another city. That child has moved out. And guess what? Welcome to adulthood. And I've heard many, they'll say, nobody told me about this power bill that comes every month. That car insurance comes every... I go to the mailbox and it's in the mailbox once a month. You know what my response is? Welcome to adulthood. Many of us, we think that whenever that baby is born that God has entrusted us with one of the most precious gifts from heaven. Let me tell you something. That's a very true statement. But there's something even more precious. And that is your soul. Every one of us has a soul and God has entrusted that soul with every one of our lives. That child at some point in time, Miss Katie, is going to move out of my... Y'all don't tell me how. She's going to make decisions for her own. She's going to have free will. And guess what? There's going to come a time that daddy can't just step in and fix it. Why? Welcome to adulthood. Brother Andy, you mean you, you're going to make her stand on her own two feet? There's coming a time she's got to. Every one of us, God is wanting us to stand on our two feet. And we have a free will. What to choose? What direction to go? What path we're going to take? Well, the the choice we need to make is trusting that God is going to take care of us. Jude, and we've got to follow the path that God's laid out. I've heard many people I've sat on these pews and talked to people one-on-one and they'll say, where did God leave me? God didn't leave you. You left Him when you turned left and God wanted you to go right. Let's go on. Jude also, after keeping, saying, keep yourselves in the love of God. He adds to that. Go back to verse 24. Unto Him that is able to keep us Church, I stumble when I'm walking. Physically, when I'm walking, there's times I stumble. We've been walking through the woods, and there'll be a there'll be a a, a, a root there. You might stumble over that. There's things in our spiritual walk with God that can keep that can cause us to stumble. But God has sent the Holy Spirit to keep us from stumbling. The main secret of success in the preservation of the blessings God has given to us is to exercise. How many likes exercise? Is to exercise a humbleness before God. If I get to the point that I say, I'm all that. I have arrived. I am the one. I'm here. I am. I'm it. When I get to that point, I will stumble and fall. I know, I, I'm on, look, I'm going I'm to break this down just like this. There's some pastors if they hear this, they go, they "I'll get a phone call tomorrow." There are pastors that believe that, that the church needs to put them on a pedestal. There's people that think that you, I'm an evangelist, you've got to put me on a pedestal. Let me tell you something. as a pastor of this church, yes, God holds me to a higher standard. There's things that I've got to watch out for, but I'm also tell you one thing, don't you dare put me. don't put me on a pedestal. Why? Because the higher folks lift you, the further you have to fall. Look, I can stumble and I can fall. Do you know why, how I know that? Because the last time I checked, I am still a human being. Every person in this sanctuary, every person that's watching on live feed, you are still a human being. And you can stumble and fall. If you don't believe me, paint your spouse and see if I don't slap you. I'll stay right up here. What we must understand is because we are human, That means I have got to humble myself before the mighty hand of God. I've got to... Peter said that we've got to pick up our cross daily and follow after Christ. I can lose the walk with God because I don't humble myself. I've got to be dependent upon God. Does anybody remember manna falling from heaven in the wilderness? When manna fell in the wilderness, they was told to gather what they needed for the day, right? What happened if they gathered for two days? It weren't ruined, spoiled, went bad. Whatever language you want to put that in, it wasn't good no more. Well, we've got to understand why did that take place? Why did that happen? Because God wants us to keep our dependence on Him. God wants us to put our trust and our dependence on Him and we've got to renew that day by day. It's with a heavenly life that we live the life that God is wanting us to have. It's with a new heavenly life. As we live that life on earth, a fresh air of the Holy Spirit sustains us. Now, I know that last Sunday we had an outstanding outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God. Boy, that got, that got, that got things, that got some people there. The rust started falling off of some people's lives. That got spiritual joints moving that hadn't moved in quite some time. And I'm going to tell you what's happened this week after that outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what's happened this week. The devil ain't liked it. He said, I gotta do everything I can to keep that from happening ever again. He's caused sickness. He's caused. Look, I'm on, look y'all, y'all know my feeling on, on sickness. I'm not even going to say the C word. I'm going to say sickness. Y'all know my feeling on sickness. You run into a fever, you run into the bathroom, stay home. Hello? Brother Andy, I need to come sick because I need you to. I can pray right here and you can be way over yonder. Brother Mike, I think, lives the furthest away. He lives about how many miles? 120 miles from this point right here, roughly. if Brother Mike sent me a text or called me and says, brother Andy, I'm sick. I need look, we don't have to meet in the middle 60 miles. He don't have to drive down here and I don't have to drive up there. I can pray and I know that me and him praying together, God can touch all the way 120 miles from right here. So if God can do that wherever you live, I know God can touch. I I, I understand sickness. I got it. But I'm going to tell you something, church. Sickness comes and sickness goes. But we've got to hold on to the hand of God. Hello? I'm not running in fear. I'm not going to be afraid. Hello? Well, Brother Andy, you shut down service Wednesday night. You was afraid. No, I was being cautious. We came in. There were several came. And we cleaned the church building. Really good. But guess what? We're going to keep trucking on and we're going to keep having church and we're going to continue to worship God. Hello? You feel like that what you need to do is come in a mask? Come in a mask. You feel like that you need to, you need to stay home and watch our live feed? You do that. But I'm going to tell you something, church. We have got to trust that God is going to take care of us. Now, I'm not being crazy. And I'm not being unsympathetic to anybody. I've had many to come to me and they'll say, Brother Andy, should I get, the, should I get this vaccine? Should I get this shot? Should I do this? It is between you, God, and your doctor. And I'm going to say this part and I'm going to move on because I might get in trouble with this. I'm not having no politician tell me what I need to do. Can, some, can I say that statement again? I'm not happy. No, no, no. Why? Because there ain't no politician ever giving me a blessing from God. They ain't no government ever giving me a blessing from God. And what God has given to me, they cannot take it away from me. Hello? But then you 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 better watch it. You're gonna start you're gonna start having people being afraid of everything. No, I'm telling you right now, I do not have to walk in fear. And I'm gonna say this just so that it's already out in the open. If somebody walks in this church and they've got a mask on, that does not mean they're afraid. That is their choice. That is their free will to do so, and I welcome it if they want it. And if, some, and if you think somebody using hand sanitizer is them being afraid, then you just taught, called me a scaredy cat. I've used hand sanitizer for 15, 20, 30 years. That ain't got nothing to do with anything. But what I am telling this, I am going to walk and I'm not going to be afraid. Why? Because I'm walking in the blessings of God. I'm going to give you this one. Jesus who gave us the blessings, Jesus will keep the blessings for us. Jesus was not content with just pouring out the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, but He was also wanting to maintain it every moment. The Holy Spirit is not just a power that is to be subordinate to us or it is to entrust us or that we might see, but the Holy Spirit is a power that is over and above us that possesses, energizes, and renews our lives. It is a power by which Jesus can carry out the work that God has called the church to do. The church was not called to sit in this, in this building. The church was not called to sit in this building. The church was called to do one word and it was a two-letter word. The church was called to go. I can't go if I'm going to sit here. The church was called to go to proclaim the good news of Christ to everyone we meet. We've got to go into the world. We've got to witness. We've got to proclaim the good news of Christ. I'm going to throw this one in here. You cannot witness and proclaim the good news of Christ while downgrading and, and having the, the pastor for lunch. You cannot cut the church down in one sentence and tell everybody about how God is good in the next. Do you know why? Why? Because people equate those all together. Brother Andy, are you saying there's not any bad pastors? I did not say that. But I can tell you one thing. If I go to one restaurant and I ain't getting fed, I'm going to get up and move to another one. Brother Andy, you you just condoned and told everybody they could church hop. No. I said if you ain't getting fed. Is everybody with me? Everybody understanding what I'm saying? But I'm also going to tell you this. If God moves somebody, it's going to be God. Come on now. Everybody still with me? Y'all remember I told you if you don't talk to me, I'll, I'll preach longer. What well, we've got to understand is simply this when we put our trust and our dependence upon the Holy Spirit of God, we get ourselves in the right place, and we get ourselves the proper attitude. We've got so many that's got a bad attitude and come to church, and they leave with the bad attitude. I want you to bring your bad attitude to church. Church. Are you sure about that? I'm sure about it. I want the bad attitude. I want the bad actions. I want I want out. Don't you leave it on the front porch. I don't want your dirty laundry on the front porch. We need to be bringing those things and placing them on an altar. We need to place them at the foot of the cross and allow God to touch. God wants the bad attitudes. I told a young lady standing right back there, right, by, right in front of that sound booth door last Sunday. This is what I told her. I, this ain't no secret. God wants this out of everybody. God knows how we are. God knows everything about us. He knows our bad attitudes. He knows our actions. He knows our addictions and our hang-ups. And guess what? He wants it all. He does not want you to leave those things in the car because some folks' car is already trashed enough and they can't leave nothing else in it. But God, that was supposed to have been a funny, y'all. Come on. But God wants all of those things brought in and placed on an altar so that God and His Son's precious blood can cover all of those things. Our chief concern is to let Christ do the work in our lives. Last thing. This morning I still got a whole lot more. So long as the soul does not discern the truth of the Holy Spirit, there will always be a certain dread of receiving a blessing from God. Let me say that again. So long as the soul does not discern the truth of God, the truth of the Holy Spirit, So long as the soul is not discerning that. In other words, it's so long as the soul is saying, you know what? I don't want that in my life. That's things I don't know. That's things that I'm... I, I don't need that right now. I've heard people say, i got a long life ahead of me. I want to have fun. Our teenagers can tell you they went to Six Flags this last Monday. I'd have fun. I love having fun. We've had gatherings around the church. We've had, we've had dunk tanks. And we've had, all, we've had a lot of stuff going on. We can have fun and be a Christian. Amen? But as our soul is not discerning the truth of the Holy Spirit... There will always be a certain dread of receiving the blessings from God. Such will be inclined to say, I shall not be able to continue in that, y'all hearing this? I will not be able to continue in that holy life. I will not be able to dwell on such a lofty plane. But the fact of the matter is, with holiness comes natural. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, holiness is not what man says it is. Holiness is what... Hello? I'm going to tell you this little tidbit, and we're going to close right here. For years I'd heard that the church of God had changed its teachings on what holiness was. For years I'd heard that the church of God had changed the, the way that we presented the gospel and things of that nature. So I decided to call Cleveland, Tennessee. I decided to call the records department. And, I, and this sweet lady answered the telephone. And I told her, I said, my name is Andy Lambert. I'm a pastor of a church and I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. She said, okay. My question was this. When did the church of God change the teachings of what holiness is all about? She started laughing. I said, what's so funny? She said, you've got to be from Alabama. I said, what gave me away my my accent? She said, nope, the question. She said, I've got it right here pinned to my cork board right above my desk because the only Pastors that calls and ask that. The only people that calls and ask that is from the south. From your area. And she read it, and this is what she read. The church of God has never taught fill in the blank, whatever those things was. The church of God never taught that going to a football game was wrong. I did not say that Man has not taught that. Why are you bringing this up? I'm bringing this up simply to tell you this. It's not what man says is holiness, but it is what God says is holiness. And when we live our lives according to what God's standards are, how many knows that God's standards are a whole lot easier with the Holy Spirit than man's standards are? I can't live up to man's standards. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, I can live up to God's standards. Amen? Would you stand? How can the blessings of the Holy Spirit be kept? Simple answer, by following the directions of God. Yes, we're going to break this down. We're going to look at, at... We've already started. We're going to look at these things individually. We're going to look at, the, at individual aspects of this. Why? Because if we don't know, how can we walk it? And I'm going to tell you one more thing. If we don't know, man can trip you up. I do not need the members of the Coosa Valley Church of God flopping at every wind of doctrine. We need to hold on to God. But too many times when the new thing comes through, sometimes people just switch on over and go to something else. I want to stay with what God's teaching us. Amen? Would you bow your heads all over the house? Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we come to you this day, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us in our lives. God, I want to thank you for this great opportunity that you've allowed us to come together and worship you. Father, I pray that you would continue to move and you would continue to minister to every heart and every life. Whether being in house or those that's joined us on live feed. God, help us not to walk in fear, but help us to walk in the common sense that you've given to us. And help us to walk not under fear, but under the blessings that you've given us. Because your word has told us that you did not give us a spirit of fear but of love and a sound mind. God, help us to walk the path that You would have us to walk. Help us to keep the blessings that You've given to us. Father, it's all these things that we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Live feed, thank you so much for being here with us. Join us back at 5 o'clock. We'll continue our study in the book of Revelation. May the good Lord bless you. Amen. And amen.